0: Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 274 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This episode is part two of an interview with a business owner, a head college coach, and the dad of a college baseball player. So if this is your first time listening, please go back and listen to episode 273 on your favorite podcast app, or listen on recruit-me.com. This interview is with Randy Merriman. Last week we covered Randy's role as a baseball organization owner, Marucci Midwest in Ozark, Missouri, and we touched on his son's recruitment too. This episode the discussion picks up with the question of, what advice as a dad would you give to both high school student athletes and their parents about the recruiting process? So let's pick up the interview in the dad's role and then we will end up with questions about recruiting that Randy, the head baseball coach at Baptist Bible College, can help you with. Well, and playing on that, we kind of transitioned real fast to you as a dad. You, you gave some great advice there. What's what specific advice would you would you glean out of there uh, that you would give to a high school student athlete about recruiting? And then we'll also, what would you give to the family of a high schooler as a dad that just had a, had a son recruited?
1: Really, the most important thing is, you know, doing that self evaluation to see. You know what you like, what you what you want, what are your hopes and dreams, not only on the baseball side, but the academic side and the social side, and trying to find where that mesh point is and that and that fit within a program. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, that they would take a walk on spot at a Division One school because they think it's glamorous versus going someplace that maybe they can play, and so I, I think that you know the the uh, process of doing some hard look in the mirror, self-evaluation, and then, you know, connecting the dots to find what programs, right, is the most important
0: piece. We did that with Parker. You know, he was a upper level division two and probably could have would have played a lot at most of the division twos. And then uh, he decided to challenge himself and go division one. I kept asking him, said, are you ready to sit the bench? You know, and so you have to get mentally prepared as a freshman going, uh, you know, a freshman in college to compete against 23, 24 year olds. And, and uh, that, that both of those decisions are are correct. It, it just depends on whether you can mentally handle going from being the high school star to being a, uh, <laughs> somebody possibly sits on the bench their freshman, sophomore year. So what, what advice would you give to, to, to a family? Uh, uh, what questions do they need to ask their uh, student athlete uh, as they go through the recruiting process?
1: I think they really need to be they need to really kind of, you know, have those honest conversations with the student about, you know, what, what, what do you want to do academically? Um, What do you want to do socially? And, you know, how much work are you really willing to put into it? Everybody can say, I want to be a major leaguer, but not many people, you know, have what it takes to get there. You know? So if the kid says I want to play division one baseball, sure. I mean, you know, most people want to play division one baseball, but, number one, are you talented enough to do it? You know, if you are, are you willing to put in the work to do that? Um, and then, you know, what are you willing to do on the academic side and the, you know, on the social side? Like I said, I think, I think for some of these kids, you know, there's such a small percentage of people that, that get to go to that power five division one type of, of level is I think the social side is really uh, overlooked and you see a lot of kids that, you know, by the time their, their freshman fall is over, they're transferring out of that school. I mean, we see that time and time and time again. And I think most of it is that they put themselves in a situation to where uh, the baseball um, was not good enough for them or what they wanted out of it enough to keep them at the university or school that they're going to. You know, so if they would have made a, maybe a better decision going into that, maybe they'd stick it out a little bit longer, you know, but, you know, for instance, I went to central Methodist university. Uh, anybody that's been to Fayette, Missouri, there's not a lot going on. there. Um, you know, for me, I love the baseball piece so much that I didn't care that there was only one restaurant in town. You know, I'd go to the cafeteria and eat, and be perfectly content. Now I had a little bit of an out because I could drive 25 minutes and I could go to Mizzou. Mm-hmm. I could watch a football game there. I could go have access to, you know, a shopping mall or, you know, more restaurants. But, you know, some, but some of those things are a little bit more important than people might think. And I think having all of the information for what the student wants is important.
0: Well, let's uh, take off our uh, owner and operator of Midwest, uh, Murchie Midwest, and then our, our dad hat and go to the college coach hat. So, yeah, uh, Randy, what what can a student athlete do besides just being a good player? Uh, to get on a college coach's radar?
1: Well, again, at the different levels, you know, I mean, if, if you just kind of cold randomly send an email to Dave Van Horn in Arkansas, he's going to delete it. If you send an email to Randy Merriman at Baptist Bible College, I'm going to read it because I, I, I need good players. I need kids that want to come and, and that, that, that would be a good fit for us. But uh, a couple of things that I'm really seeing, um, you know, in my first year, as a head college coach is how important the academic side is. You know, I came in, I I recruited players. I was excited. We had an aggressive fall schedule and I had eight players that didn't meet the requirements by the NAIA for them to participate in the fall. And some of those were, you know, that they use a a three pronged uh, approach for an incoming freshman to be eligible. And that is, you know, Did you graduate high school with a 2.0 grade point average? Did you have an 18 or higher on your ACT? And did you finish in the top 50% of your graduating class? Well, you have to have two out of those three to be eligible to participate in the fall. Well, a lot of those kids didn't reach that. And then having guys transfer in from different institutions, you know, uh, maybe they had a hard class. They were at junior college. They had a hard class. They dropped one and they're not bringing in enough hours to be eligible. You have to pass 24 hours you know, in your last two semesters at a 2.0 to be eligible if you're a transfer student. So taking care of your academics is a huge plus because I'm learning right now, You know, as I'm recruiting guys maybe to bring in at the semester or definitely to bring in next year, one of the first questions I'm asking these players right now, are you eligible? What have you done academically? Because I really can't afford... To recruit people that aren't eligible to play. Um, I'm not in a position to do that. And most colleges aren't either. So the academic side is is super important. Um, And then having, you know, somebody that can vouch for you, somebody that's in your corner that can talk to college coaches on your behalf that has a good reputation, that goes a long way as well. Because every kid that reaches out to me or that we recruit, I start digging, I start asking high school coaches or summer ball coaches or Anybody that I can find out about that kid, because I want to make sure that when he gets to campus, that he's a good fit for our culture, and then he's going to be a good student.
0: You you reach out to high school coaches, and and high school coaches are super important because high school coaches around here, I know, will tell you good or bad about the kid because they they want to they're gonna they're not gonna stick their necks out, neck out for a kid that's not gonna. Uh, be a good uh, student and be a good player for you and and uh, so that that's what I've always respected about our high school coaches around here
1: absolutely yeah I mean I I trust uh, all the high school coaches I know I I trust them that what they're going to tell me is accurate and you know it's funny you're trying you try to build a college baseball program and really the baseball side is the thing that I look at the least I find a kid that, you know, okay, I like this kid's swing. I like what he can do, but I have full confidence in myself and, and our coaching staff that we're going to help that guy to be a really good college player, but I need to know what the other things are. You know, what is he bringing to the college or the university, you know, that's, that's not necessarily on the field. And, you know, so th- those are, it's very important to get that feedback from, from the high school coach or their club ball coach.
0: Randy, at at, uh, your college, uh, how many players will you carry and about how many games will you play in the fall and the spring?
1: Yeah, you know, I I got the job in late March. So it was you know a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, We ended up bringing in 24 players for this first year. And I, I felt pretty good about that, given the nature of when I got the job. I would prefer to have about 30, to be honest with you. The scrimmage situation is a little bit difficult, the depth. Is a little bit difficult with 24, and and especially since we've got some not eligible to play, and so I would like to have 30. uh, Ideally, would be the right number for me. We we played a little bit of an aggressive fall schedule that I probably won't do next year, and that was because with a new program, I really needed to see what we look like against outside competition. So we played eight games this fall. For our level, we can play 55 games total in the fall and spring combined. Uh, You know, we've got. uh, we've got about 47 games that we can now play in the spring because we've used up eight in the fall.
0: Looking at roster size and schedule, basically, if you're on your team, you're going to get to play at some, some point, because like you said, you, even with 30, you still don't have the the huge depth that, that. That you're going to have a lot of guys just uh, hanging onto the bench unless they're, unless they're hurt. So that, that's a key thing that you can do in the research as a student athlete is to kind of see how many, uh, how many kids are on it, on a team to see what opportunities you might get to get out on the, on the field or the court or whatever sport you're playing.
1: Very, very important, you know, and that's, you know, that's, I'm sure you're going through that as a dad. I went through that as a dad, very important to see, you know, if, if that roster size is going to allow my kid to compete for a job. And, you know, we played somebody this fall, uh, BBC, we played somebody this fall in an AI school. And I asked the coach, They they had a ton of people in the dugout. And I asked the coach how many guys that they had on their baseball team this year. And the coach said 84. He was very candid with candid was saying that they carry that many so they can fund their baseball program. And right. he was hoping to get a new baseball field built you know, understanding, trying to do research, because I can promise you that of those 84 kids that were on that team, I bet the coach told all 84, they were going to have a chance to play, you know, those kids are there. And obviously, you know, there's only, there's only nine, you know, positions out there and and a bullpen and, you know, maybe a couple of pinch hitters. So it's certainly not going to get to 84. And I think it's very important for, for parents to get online, look at the rosters, Um, You know, find out how many they're going to keep, ask the coaches what their plan is for roster limitations. You know, that's an important uh, piece for people to find out.
0: Because every coach in every school can be different. So uh, there there are some coaches that, that do what you just explained. And there, there are some schools that they carry their twenty-four or their thirty, and and uh, give everybody an opportunity to play. I, I think I had a coach tell me one time said, "I don't get paid to coach fifty kids. I get paid to win ball games. So if I can do that with twenty-four to thirty kids, and that's that's what I do. So, so it is an important uh, question to ask as a as a parent and as a student athlete. So one last question on the uh, coaching side. So, how do how do like tournaments and showcases and prospect camps and videos? How do they impact a uh, high schooler? Uh, recruiting journey
1: well that's you know that that's a wide net um and it really depends i mean on so many factors but i definitely prefer to watch a kid play in a game and and interact with his teammates and see how he you know reacts to success or failure on the game setting i prefer that to a showcase setting um, because i think ultimately those help win games more than you know, there's a lot of kids with similar exit below, similar arm belows, and similar 60 times, but I like to see how they interact on the field. So for me, if I, you know, find out about a kid that I like, I, I prefer to go watch him play in a game. But uh, some people are different. You know, if you're a, if you're a physical outlier, a kid that's, you know, the 100 mile an hour exit velocity, the 90 mile an hour plus arm or the, you know, 6'6 or better 60 runner, you're an outlier. Sometimes a showcase is a better format to get you noticed because, you know, when a college coach goes to a showcase, he's looking for those numbers that are kind of off the chart. So that might be a way to get your foot in the door. But most kids are not those outliers like that. And so I think it's better that, you know, if they have interest in a college and they're communicating with a college that they let that college know what their high school schedule is and what their summer schedule is.
0: That's that's great advice, and I know you've got to get uh, you got to get back to work here. Probably, I'm not sure if it's a uh, work as a dad, as a owner operator, or as a coach. But we'll let you get back here. But just real quickly, what, what's maybe one or two little pieces of advice that uh, that maybe we didn't cover here that uh, we can pass along to our recruit me families?
1: You know, I, I get asked this some. Um, you know, when I'm talking to people, and after doing this for a long time, this is my 25th year, and in coaching and, and being able to be around some of the highest level players, you know, that have played major league baseball to some kid who's, you know, grinding it out at the D2 Juco and everything in between is, you know, I used to really think that talent uh, superseded everything, but over the years I've got to figure out that don't overlook the love of the game, a true passion for kids that, you know, that a kid has that wants to play because, Those guys are the ones that stick it out a little bit longer. I've had guys that I've thought, you know, this guy's a can't miss, MLB all-star. But once they get in the grind of minor league baseball or college baseball, um, they quit. And, And you come to find out they just didn't love it. They were just doing it because they were pretty good at it. That kid that just has that joy when he comes to the baseball field, the kid that's constantly asking mom or dad, hey, can we go up to the field and take ground balls? Can we go and hit? We do those things. That guy, I mean, I I really believe that that guy plays baseball a lot longer than most people. The kid that's willing to go grind it out um, at whatever level and just play because he loves playing. uh, That's something that, you know, if that kid's got that spark, uh, I'm going to take a chance on that kid. But, you know, on the flip side, if the parent knows or the kid knows, yeah, I don't really love it. I could take it or leave it. I just happen to be pretty good at it. It's probably going to be a short career after high school for that person.
0: Well, And we've seen that happen, and uh, that's why we talk about a lot of this uh, stuff, because I I do want to hopefully mentally prepare kids for the college level because things do get faster and harder as you go to the college level. And uh, if if they've never heard that before, then it it becomes a big surprise. So we want them to not only get an opportunity to play the sport that they love, get some education uh, paid for, Uh, But we want them to uh, have a good experience uh, as they as they play their sport in college. So, Randy, I sure appreciate your time and we're going to let you go. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on again sometime.
1: All right, Brent. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank
0: you. Thank you to Randy for taking time away from all his duties. You can take Randy's advice and it will help you in any sport. Advice from this episode can help you with your relationship with your club team coaches, too. The RecruitMe 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System has a 200-plus page downloadable manual. And this week we are covering Appendix F, which is how to study and make the most of your time, and specifically, essay examinations. Essay examinations. Planning your time and answering essay questions is more important than in objective-type tests. The general rule is not to get carried away on one or two questions to the extent that you cannot answer the other questions in the time allowed. Read through the entire examination first. Get a feel for questions that you're expected to answer. If the exam allows you to choose from a number of questions, be sure to number your answers exactly to match the questions. When you follow directions for an essay exam, pay attention to the key words the instructor has included. Such words as list, describe, compare and contrast, and outline have a special meaning. Don't write around the question, but answer it directly. If a question asks you to list something, don't write a narrative about it. Answering essay questions directly is always the best policy. After scanning the list of questions to be answered, choose the ones you know most about. A good idea is to prepare an outline of your answers. The outline will help you remember important ideas and facts to be included in your response. Another technique is to do a memory dump. This technique is discussed in the last section of this guide, Power Study Tips. Good handwriting is absolutely essential. If your cursive writing is very hard to read, try printing instead. Most instructors value clear handwriting. Grammar, punctuation, and spelling also count. Well-written, grammatically correct answers almost always receive higher grades than poorly written, grammatically incorrect answers, even though the answers themselves are the same. Next week, I will cover writing themes and reports. You can get this manual a workbook, and videos that give you step-by-step instructions to help you get that athletic scholarship. Go to recruit-me.com backslash system and click on the get access button to take advantage of the fall special of only $99. Thank you for listening and join me next week on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.